All right, welcome to the recap for this previous week of football. Holt Smash, you are here in the house. So, Holt, tell me, uh, you had an exciting weekend in Starkville, and you had a pretty good spread of food, didn't you? Uh, yeah, we sure did. I guess it depends on what your definition of good is, but I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, like uh, just from the Snapchat you sent to me, like it looked like it was a pretty good spread. I saw the uh, trays in the background, so obviously you had some pretty good hot food. Yeah, man, we actually, uh, just like I was saying on the preview show, it was kind of just a, a bro weekend for us. None of the none of our lady friends made it up, so we were kind of being lazy, so we just decided to go get some food from Zaxby's and just throw them in the heating trays. So uh, it looked really official, and it looked like we tried really hard, but really we just picked them up from Zaxby's. And you know what? <laughs> it was pretty damn good, and none of us had to cook. Nobody was upset that they – cooked a bunch of shit and nobody ate it and it got cold it got cold or hot from sitting out too long so everybody was and happy you, well the ma- most important thing is did you finish all that food Dude, we came really close i don't know if we finished all of it but we, we did get pretty close we, we did thing, we like, ordered I, a decent amount of food man that's the thing for me like if i paid for it like i'm definitely finishing it but especially when i go to a tailgate and i see all that food out and there's still so much food left like just offer me and I'll help you put it away. Like, I hate seeing food go to waste, especially at tailgates. It's actually a good feeling when you go to tailgates and you do see all that food because you, like, I guess because I'm always in, like, that constant uh, fat-ass guilt stage where you're like, man, do you really want to offer me food? Because, like, I can eat it all right now. Or, like, you just, like whenever you, you're out, it's, it's kind of like if you're on a date or something like that for the first time. Like, you want to eat a lot, but, like, you don't want to actually show how much you could really eat because then you're kind of like scared. <laughs> yeah, like another thing is like when I come to the tailgates, usually everyone's already eaten and I see all that food. So I like, I feel like it's fair game. Like I can eat as much as I want because everyone's already had their share. Hey, hold, remember we were at Central in Memphis and we got that food from the other table? Oh, yeah. Yeah, wings. yeah that was pretty together? funny. And the guy just, like, and the uh, Central uh, employee just kind of like the, snuck the wings yeah. over to you. Like they weren't supposed to give it to you, but he were like there, slid it to you. yeah I was there he like slid it to you like not under the table but he just like slid yeah. it to you like secretly it was good too well they were gonna throw it away that kind of makes me mad um oh if it makes you feel better um <laughs> not not planned out but just a coincidence I too got Zaxby's for my pregame Saturday um but probably not as much food as you just um <laughs> I said that I don't know how familiar you are with the Zaxby's menu but. I went up to the, the drive-thru because for some reason the dine-in was uh, closed at 7.30 because they closed at 7 for the one I go to, but I think it's because they're short staff is where I found out. But the menu, I, I wanted five wings and three tenders. I was like, I, I ordered, I said, I want the five wings and three tenders combo. And she made me say, she asked me what three different times. I said again, the five wings or five Five wings and three tender combo. She's like, you mean the wings and things? I was like, oh, yeah, sorry. I guess that's <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'll tell you what, man. Zaxby's is a, uh, a fine establishment, I got to say, for yeah. a fast food fast food place. It, it is. I mean, Atlanta Atlanta's like solid. a hotbed. Atlanta's a hotbed for really good uh, fast food fried chicken. It, um, I mean, well, Zaxby's is everywhere. I know it started in, I think, Athens, actually. But it's um, – it, I mean, it pretty much – it's it's everywhere so it's not i don't really call it like oh that's Atlanta's own but um yeah zaxby does that just doesn't get enough love you everybody always loves loves chick-fil-a everybody likes canes bojangles um not kfc which oh man 
how scared were you that uh, Tennessee was going to actually pull out that win and you're going to have to eat a whole bucket of KFC? You know, honestly, I never really – I never really – all right, JB, you want to talk? No, I was saying uh, – I was just correcting Alex. He wasn't going to eat a bucket. Remember, we established he was only going to have to eat a breast. I don't think we established anything, and JB. No, no, there was literally that, nothing established about that entire bet. And all, all I know is that I'm not eating any KFC, and I'm totally fine with that. But to Top answer your that, question, Alex, I'm... yes, yes. And I was gonna say, I was gonna add to that. What's funny is Jamie's changing up the bet for Holt, and he changed up the bet for him too. And he was saying that, like, yeah, I guess I'll like I'll just I'll eat some I'll eat some KFC too, or something like that. And like you like KFC, Jamie, so it doesn't count like that. It doesn't work like that. Yeah, just, it um, was backwards. Um, I mean, luckily... I'll, I'll eat a little KFC. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, I think you can just eat KFC just because. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I, um, I watch football not as much as, um, JB probably watched the most football out of all of us. Then, um, I might've been second because, um, I had access to more TVs or more games than Holt did at Mississippi state. But, um, JB, what, what was going on with Tennessee? It looks like they're, um, actually like a <clears throat> decent, decent squad this year, even though they're losing games, they, um, they look like they're competing, which is what you want, right? Yeah. I mean, as we get into the recap of them, like I'll, I'll describe it more. But, yeah, they are a much improved team uh, from what they were a month ago. Like, if you told me after the Florida game that they'd be competing a month later with uh, Auburn and South Carolina, I would have smacked you in the face and told you to shut the hell up. Yeah, I guess I guess that's what you would have said, J.B. You're right. Man, I was looking – I'm looking at all the other scores around the country, and I, this probably gets said a lot on here, but, man, the Pac-12 is one shitty conference – um, oh yeah, it's just standing pile of hot hot garbage. Like nobody, just nobody to go back to cheerleading. Nobody, nobody wants to win the conference there. You know what's funny is every time, which I know you don't watch college basketball, hold, but you do a little bit, JB, not as much as I do probably, but um, or the random games that I watch too. But um, they have um, Bill Walton on uh, commentating on ESPN Pac-12 uh, games a lot of times, and he he goes on and on about how awesome the Pac-12. He's like, oh, it's the Conference of Champions. The Conference of Champions. Like, that's great. But they, they suck so bad, so much in football. Um, who's, who is the best team in Pac-12? It, like, it's not Washington now, and it's not Washington State. I guess it's Stanford, maybe? No, no that's Washington, Washington State. State. They beat Stanford, bro. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, my bad, my bad. Uh, yeah, I'm looking now. They I came back. Backwards. I was good backwards, my yeah. bad. So, I guess Washington State is the best team, but they, they, they only lost to USC. But, I mean, I think they're still – Vulnerable to lose. Let's say, oh yeah, they're vulnerable. Any, any Mike Leach coach team is vulnerable to lose a game that they're not supposed to lose. And they have they have Washington on their schedule. Obviously, towards the end, they have California, Colorado, and Arizona, and then Washington. Arizona won against Oregon big, and that's what makes me mad about this Arizona team um, is that I think they finally played up to their potential with Khalil Tate, and um, I, don't, I just don't know if Oregon is really that great team anyway. But um, they finally. Finally played up to the potential, and Kevin Sullivan actually won a game later in the season, a big game later in the season. I mean, still have to finish out the season, but we'll see. But um, just crazy. I mean, California beat Washington. That, that probably wasn't supposed to happen. Um, Arizona beat Oregon. And then, then on top of that, Big Ten's trying to trying to shut it down to, or at least the I, I get the divisions mixed up in the Big Ten, but whatever division the Wisconsin's in, that, that was so, so bad. Northwestern just won. I think it's it's Northwestern and Iowa, right? That could win that that division. And Iowa just lost to Penn State. So it's, yeah. it's a bad division for me. That Iowa Penn State game. Iowa, you know, pretty much dominated most of that game. And I still like this Iowa team too. If that game was in uh, Iowa City instead of State College, 
think Iowa would have won. And even on a neutral field, I still think Iowa, Iowa could beat Penn State. But Happy Valley, man, like there's always so much magic there. And, and Penn State, they've really drawn a lot of the good games at home this year too. Like their home schedule is just ridiculous, like the lineup they have. Like being a Penn State fan this year with the home schedule is awesome. I think Michigan-Penn State is actually next week. That was we, We're going to talk about game day. Game day is going to Alabama-LSU, which is – Seems like an obvious choice, um, which we're, some people are kind of disappointed on this podcast about. We'll talk about, but um, they could have gone to the Penn State Michigan game. I think that's next week, um, if I have it right. It, I we have, well we haven't looked ahead yet. Um, it, is, it is. Yes, it is next week. Yeah, it is. Penn State. Um, I mean, it's it's a big game, but it's not as big as Alabama LSU, and I don't even think it's bigger than uh, Georgia Kentucky. I think the two best games next week are in the SEC. Well, my point my point is there, this is a point I want to make is that this Penn State Michigan game is on ESPN. And the uh, two SC games are on CBS. So I'm surprised that ESPN is willing to go outside of ESPN for college game day again. Yeah, and the funny thing is, Penn State Michigan it's competing with the Georgia Kentucky game for ratings. Uh, I don't know which ones. I think I think actually Georgia Kentucky is going to draw a higher uh, rating than Penn State Michigan. Also, of course, it would, being on, being on CBS, it does have the advantage. But did y'all know uh, this Florida Georgia game this past weekend drew the highest afternoon ratings for any uh, college football game this season? What um what the hell are you reading, JB? What do you mean? What the hell am I reading? Like we're just throwing out effects. Where, where are you pulling all these stats out from? Um, Twitter. I mean, oh. you can get like links on Twitter from it. Hey, I saw uh, Darren Ravel tweeted it. Clay Travis tweeted it. Someone else tweeted it too. But yeah, the Florida Georgia is the highest rated uh, afternoon football game this season. Yeah, if um if Clay Travis tweets, I know you're you're all about it. So I got I got it now. Uh, well, our, uh, our we follow him on Slow Smoke. I mean, I see him on our. All the time, yeah. Well, yeah, but you'd probably see them on your personal too. Which I don't um, ever go on my personal Twitter anymore. I'm actually using really? Slow Smoke Twitter more. No, no. Yeah, I, I think, think my Slow Smoke timeline's better. No, no offense to all of our listeners and followers, but I don't like our followers as much as my personal followers. I'm sure Holt's probably the same way. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Have you have you ever tried to create the? You can create a customized list on Twitter, like people you don't follow, but you can just put it in like a subset and. You can like say like you wanted to do do college football. You could just follow a lot of people for college football. Put it in a list, and it's on your Twitter, but you don't follow them normally. No, I need to do that. That's pretty good. I didn't idea. know that. Yeah, I actually, I created one once upon a time. I think there's there's one on my account. I think there are things for college basketball. But I think I did one for football too. But um, it's kind of cool. But um, I, at the end of the day, it's just if you if you want to do it that much, just follow them. It's just easier because you you have to right. click on the button. But whatever. Um, but. Yeah, so great games this past weekend. Um, JB, did you go out go out Memphis for Halloween? No, I stayed in the entire Saturday and did nothing but watch football. Like you don't forget you don't the like, Halloween parties, man. You don't like dressing up for Halloween, right? No, I, I would love dressing up for Halloween. I just okay. don't really have anywhere to go for it. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And not enough group of friends around here that can push me to go to one of those parties, you know. True that, true that. You're, you're always invited to whatever thing I have going on. Um, Holt, you have Halloween party Wednesday night, correct? Yeah, that's correct, in Chicago. Have you figured out what you're going to be? No. It's, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to be. Do you have any ideas? Uh, I was thinking Gump. you could be Steve Bartman. I was thinking Steve Bartman. Oh, that'd be a good one. But that's no, that one's, that one's kind of overplayed in Is Chicago. Really? Yeah. Is it really? Always... I figure like it's kind of like time heals all nah, wounds. No, nah, that's pretty. Like, they won a World Series since. I feel like by now you can wear Steve Bartman uniform because they won that World Series now, and you know it's been what uh, fifteen years now. 
I mean, I'm just saying it's like a pretty common thing for people to dress up as. Not that like I'm afraid I'm going to get beat up or something. By the way, did the Red Sox win? No, you won't get beat up. Did the Red Sox win tonight? Uh, yes, I think they it's still did. ongoing. No, they won. Yes. yes. Won the World Series. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yes. We're, yes. We're very, this is so American of us to, to podcast over the World Series. Um, although, I guess it's over now. Like, it was over before we started. Like, I feel like, if, I don't know if it's just me, but it just seems like there's just not a lot of coverage on this World Series as much. No. Like, I, I don't see a lot of coverage. It's been, like, I, don't, I haven't, like, seen, like, the ratings or whatever, but it's got to be getting killed by, like, Sunday Night Football and crap. Like, I feel like even Thursday yeah. Night Football, like, had to outdraw it. So, I mean, it just seems like no one's even talking about it. Yeah. And it's, like, L.A. versus Boston. Like, it should be, like, a huge deal, but it's that's, just, I don't know. Baseball has just gotten to yeah, the I mean, point where – Nobody cares yeah, anymore. baseball's popularity. Yeah, baseball's popularity has really declined in the last decade. Like I used to be really, really into baseball in like the early two thousands and yeah. like through the mid two thousands, but I just don't really follow it as as much as I used to. Like I know some of the teams, some of the players, but I don't have like everything down pat where I can name the entire starting lineup for all thirty teams now. Yeah. yeah. I just like if the Braves were in it, then I would care a lot more. But once the Braves get knocked out, then I'm just kinda like, you know, whatever. It's supposed to be exciting. Yeah, like the game Friday night that was eighteen innings, but I'm pretty sure like that just was the opposite effect. When it's eighteen innings, everybody's like, "When's this gonna be over?" With no eighteen innings, like two. We games. don't really like extra. Yeah, you don't. No one really likes extra innings in baseball. Like we love overtime and football. We love overtime in basketball, but when it comes to baseball, extra innings, it's just like, dang, this game just fucking end already. That's what yeah, we're saying. Well, that's in the our thing head. is like when games go that long, it's because nobody's scoring. So it's just like, yeah. it's just really anticlimactic. Yeah, that's it. it's yeah. Extra innings in baseball, like you said, yeah, it is anticlimactic. Not to get too off topic, but how would y'all want college football overtime to be? Because I don't, I don't love it. I like it better. I than have that. a great answer to this question. Okay, cool, cool, cool. go ahead. I'll, I'll... I've, I've, I've thought about it. I think the NFL should do the same thing. So what happens is, it's kind of like the NFL is now, except it's not sudden death on the first possession; it's sudden death after the second possession. So let's say like one team wins a toss and they decide to receive. They receive, they go down the field, they score a touchdown. Now the other team's going to get one possession to go down and tie, like tie the game. And if they can't tie it, then they lose. If they do tie it, then it's sudden death. Like after that, does that make sense? I got you. Do you like that, JB? Yeah, I do. And do because you, I, I just hate how it takes like special teams like completely out of it, and you start like in the, yeah. in the red zone. Like I just I, don't really like that. I, I like like because no. you're basically not even playing football at that point. Yeah. You're not. I think actually where I would start it, I like the way the college does it, but I, don't, I wouldn't start at the 25-yard line. I would start at the 40. So that, like, it kind of puts it's where you really need to get a first down because, you know, college kickers these days are not reliable. It also brings in decision-making because let's say, if, you know, if you start at the 40-yard line, let's say you only get seven yards. You got fourth and three at, your, at the 33-yard line. That's a 50-yard field goal. So you got to decide, do you want to go for it to extend the drive? Do you want to kick the 50-yard field goal? Or, you know, because you can't, obviously can't find it. So, that, like, that puts that decision into it. And I think that actually make it a little more fun, especially for the team that obviously has the ball first. There is um, there is no circumstance where I'm trusting a college kicker to win a game for a 50-yard field goal. Exactly. And I think that actually makes it more fun, too. Like, I guess, you know, in some ways, you're like, we don't want to put the, the ball, you know, the game in the hands of our ball. God, what analogy <laughs> I'm saying? We don't want to put the – we don't want to put the game – in the kicker's legs, I guess you know. Kicker's <laughs> feet. Kicker's foot. Yeah, we don't we don't want to put the kicker's foot, you know, to decide the game. Um, I, I like both of your solutions better than the current college overtime. I like the current college overtime yeah. better than NFL overtime. But I would say the only difference I would say is I would move 
the ball back to the 50 yard line to the 40, but JB's idea. Cause I do like, I do like the idea of having to do a little bit more work to get into field goal range at least. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I think, think they would both be an improvement. Yeah. I think they would both be an improvement. Yeah. I just, I, I don't like the idea of like abandoning punts and kickoffs and stuff like that. I want that to still be like part of the game. I don't want that to just go away. Another thing yeah, I like, I find funny is whenever the NFL decided to move the extra point back to whatever yard line it's at now, so it's like a 35-yard field goal. 18. It's like the 18, I think. It's the 18. That, you know, they did that to make it a little more interesting on the extra point, which I kind of like. But I remember – I forgot who it was, but some kicker came out and was just complaining about this. Like, why are you trying to change the rule? I'm like, why would you complain about this? Like, now you're – like, your value just went up so much because – Yeah. If, if you can't make that, then – and you if you can make that and somebody else can't, that makes you so much more valuable to somebody. It does. Like, the extra points, actually, because we've seen the NFL. Like, we've had games decided by extra points not being made. Yeah. Like, right, we should not have that in the NFL. We know, and one more thing I will add about NFL overtimes. My only beef with it, I think it's much improved from what it used to be, to where all you had to do is kick a field goal to win it. But now, uh, the, only, the one change I would make is if the first team that gets the ball scores a touchdown, I think – the other team should get a chance to score a touchdown too yeah, on their next I possession agree with that. after the kickoff. I hate, I don't, I hate I don't the like idea the of like one team just not getting the ball. Like that just seems yeah, unfair. Exactly. Cause let's say like, you know, the new England Patriots, you know, uh, kick off and they're playing defense and then they get scored on. So you're not even going to give Tom Brady and that offense a chance to score. Like you, you want, you want it to give the other team a chance. Like, yeah, if, the other, if first team scores a touchdown, give that other team a chance to go down, you know, 80 yards down the field to get a touchdown too. And if they can't, you lose, and the other team wins. Yeah. It is what it is, though. I mean, maybe maybe one day they'll, they'll call upon us to uh, rewrite the overtime rules. But right now, we're just going to vent about it on the podcast, which I, I do like. I do enjoy. Um, new polls came out today. Uh, Holt, how many SEC teams are in the top 25? Um, I'm going to say seven. JB? Five. I'm going to say five. Okay. Holt is right. Seven, which surprised Boom. me. JB, you were you were uh, spinning off some some quick stats about the um, viewership and all that stuff. So I'm surprised you didn't know this. Um, I haven't looked at the poll, so tell me. All right, what we got in there? So I'll do name it because I, I feel like you can get you can get this. So in the West, who's ranked? All right, in the West, I'm going to say it's Alabama, LSU, Mississippi State. And Texas A&M. Correct. Now, and, the then the, and then in the East, that's the easy one. Yeah. Georgia, Kentucky, Florida. Right. So it's it's actually, yeah, once you think about it. So um, SEC, still, SEC still is better than all of the other conferences combined. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's it's great. It's great to be SEC. Um, I guess Mississippi State's ranking is justified at 21? Yeah, I mean, I guess if you look at their three losses, they're all the top 15 teams. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I guess there's that. They also have two wins over uh, – well, Auburn was number eight when they beat them, and then A&M was number 16 when they beat them. Obviously, A&M's 25 and Auburn's unranked now, but still, I mean, I guess those are two decent wins. And they're three yeah. losses. They're all the good teams, <laughs> and two of them are on the road. So, Man, don't you like it, Holt? Like, Mississippi State every single week keeps flirting with the top 25. Like, last week they're out of the top 25. This week they're back in it, you know. Like, when they beat Auburn, they're yeah. back in it. Then they lose the next week. They're out of it. And now they're back in again. Yeah, I really don't care. So it's about like, time for them. Yeah. It, like, it really doesn't make a difference to me, like, whether we're ranked or not. Because, I mean, honestly, like, this year has been a disappointment, like, pretty much no matter what. Like, unless they can, like, find a wow. way to pull a miracle and beat Alabama or something, then this season's pretty much just going to be a disappointment. 
Well, that's, that's a good point. We're looking at. That's a good point, Holt. So going into the season, I think we we said ten and two, or at least we said ten and two, right? I no, well, no. I yeah, we we'll see. We all individually said ten and two, but we all disagreed about which game it was. So we had them going eleven and one because okay. two out of that's three right, of us yeah. picked them to win every game except for Alabama. Okay, so they're at best right going to finish nine and three, but they could. Yeah. But they're probably going to lose to Alabama at Alabama. So now you're looking at an eight and four season off of a ten and two, which all of us thought ten and two. So we'll just say ten and two. Ten and two is what we thought. So they're two two losses worse than we thought. But if they finish off this schedule nine and three with a win against Alabama, is is all forgiven, or are you still mad that they didn't go ten and two? Uh, I mean, I think you still definitely look back and think about what might have been. I mean, the one year you can beat Alabama, you still can't win the West. Like that would be kind of disappointing but uh i mean yeah if they finish the season like that then it would definitely feel really good especially like going forward because you'd have a lot of confidence in joe moorhead but you know at the same time i mean i don't know i don't know i I just don't know like losing to dan mullen and losing at kentucky and playing the way they did against lsu i mean i I don't think that's gonna just go away yeah an eight four season like usually mississippi state is a good season but that doesn't count this year like this year Eight and four was is a disappointment, and that's that's kind of is a testament to how the, where the program is now. Like eight and four would have been a great season for them, you know, ten years ago, and pretty much throughout its whole whole history. But that just tells you how much the program has uh, improved over the past decade. Testament to Dan Mullen, what he built there. It's where uh, where expectations are because Tennessee would love eight and four right now, right? This for this year, for this year, not long. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Like an eight and four season would have probably played Pruitt like a coach of the year candidate. Yeah. Which uh, now we can officially agree that Dan Mullen cannot be the uh, coach of the year for SEC because he lost to Georgia. Which I guess that would now make possibly Mark Stoops the coach of the year because they- – I think it's yeah, – yeah, right now if we had a coach of the year, it's got to be either Orgeron, Mark Stoops. I mean, yeah, everyone's going to – some people are going to say Saban. This is just what Alabama does. So I think it's really right now between Orgeron and Mark Stoops. Yeah. That is uh, kind of funny how they just – they seem like they never give it to Nick Saban like because he's just always that good. So they, yeah. they always feel like they have to give yeah. it to someone who's like not maybe yeah, not supposed like we, to be good. I mean, I can see you giving it to Saban because this Alabama team is just yeah. blown out I everybody. Mean, they have not had a single close game all year. Like usually, if you think Saban about it, you could team. give it to him like every year. Honestly, I mean, you yeah. really could. You could, but it's even every good. single Saban championship team, like every team that Saban's won a championship with, they've always had that one game every year, or maybe two games, where they had to scratch and claw and find a way to win. They have not had to do that this year. They could. Not they could. Yet. Next Saturday, yeah. Next. Not yet. Oh, uh, I thought you were talking about the next Saturday. Yeah, they haven't had the scratch and call yet. I mean, they probably will yeah. at some point. I mean, it's probably going to be either this weekend or when they play the SEC championship. Are y'all are y'all eyeballing Clemson because they keep looking better and better? Uh, I, I don't mean, know if yeah. they're there yet to compete with. I don't I, I, I've yet. been impressed with uh, Trevor Lawrence. I mean, he's definitely played really well these past couple weeks. I was kind of – a little iffy on him, and he didn't really look great against Syracuse, and then he got hurt. So I was kind of, you know, maybe a little hesitant, but they look really good right now, and their secondary is improved. That was something that was struggling early in the year. Well, but, uh, yeah, I mean, Clemson, Clemson's loaded on offense. Like, they have so many good weapons, you know, with Etienne and uh, T. Higgins and Amari Rogers. I mean, there's a lot of weapons for Lawrence to work with. Yeah, they're yeah. a really good team. But – um, the the formula for beating Alabama is their offense having an off day, which means basically two have an off day. Which I mean, I know everybody thinks he's he's not human, he's <laughs> supernatural. Um, but 
he he's gonna have a bad game this year. I, I'm convinced in my mind at least he's gonna, <laughs> he's gonna have a bad game. And when he does, that's when it's gonna be tough for them, or they're gonna have to at least compete. Well, in that potential matchup, Clemson's defensive line is gonna have to play like it's supposed to, and it's gonna have to pretty much take over and dominate the line of scrimmage. If they do, then yeah, Clemson would definitely have a shot. I actually think that uh, the best chance to beat Alabama as far as, like, the out-of-conference teams would be Oklahoma just because I think they're the only team that can keep up with them. Yeah, Yeah, Oklahoma could actually score a lot of points on that Bama defense. Oklahoma-Alabama is the semifinal that I really want to see happen. Yeah, I agree with that. Would would y'all not rather see Alabama kill Notre Dame? I mean, that'd be Um, boring because Alabama's going to kill Notre Dame. Yeah. I mean, on one hand, it would be satisfying just because I hate Notre Dame. But at the same time, I mean, yeah, that would be a pretty boring game, I feel like. Yeah. we Alabama-Oklahoma uh, would be so much fun. Like, Tua versus Kyler Murray, trading blows, and probably both teams would score well into the 30s, probably in the 40s. Yeah. Um, these games this week, though, um, I guess the – would you, JB, would you say Kentucky-Missouri was the best game or Tennessee-South Carolina was the best game? And the SEC. Kentucky, Missouri, Kentucky, Missouri was just like – it was kind of an ugly game most of the game. Kentucky just could not get their offense going. Like, I, I watched a lot of it, like trying to flip back and forth between that and the Florida-Georgia game. I actually watched most of the Kentucky-Missouri game in the second half because Georgia started dominating Florida. And it's just so ugly. Like, Kentucky's offense is just sputtering right now. They can't get it going. A lot of teams have figured out this Kentucky offense. You just got to stack men in the box because Terry Wilson's just not able to get the passing game going whatsoever. They they remind me a lot of – I mean, I, I, y'all probably don't watch them, but they remind me a lot of South Florida. South Florida just got killed this last week by – this past – or I guess yesterday by Houston. And before that, they were undefeated, so they were like a top 25 team. But they just kept winning. But they, they just skated by – skimmed by each They week. are. So they they remind me. Yeah, he reminds me a lot. Of, although Kentucky did look good, good against Mississippi State, and I guess Florida and um, even South, South Carolina, Carolina, they looked really good. Yeah, South Carolina, they did. Like Kentucky, though, they have a really awesome defense. Though, like this defense that Mark yeah. Stoops has constructed this year is really really good, and that's why Kentucky is the record they are right now because their offense is this is the beginning. Of, figured out that offense. You just stack the box and stop Benny contain them. But the reason Kentucky is where they are now is because their defense has given them opportunities. That's why they nearly beat A&M. That's why they were able to escape against Missouri last year to 14 points. Holt, could you – And then, of course, the Vanderbilt game, too. Yeah. Holt, could you see Mark Stoops leaving Kentucky after this year, like capitalizing on a really good year? You know, I haven't really thought about it, but now that you say that, I mean, I do think it's possible. Um, it would make sense, right? Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, I don't know if he would be, like, a really sexy hire for somebody. Like, I, I don't know if anyone's going to be like, like, oh, we got to go get Mark Stoops. I just kind of feel like he's, you know, he's done a good job, obviously, and this has been a really good year for them. But at the same time, I, you know, I'm not trying to take anything away from Tucky. I know it sounds like it, but I feel like they could just as easily be, you know, have, have like, four losses right now. You know what I mean? So, I, I don't know. I just – like, on one hand, I think they're getting kind of lucky, but at the same time, you know, what they've been able to do defensively, just like JB was saying, I mean, their defense is really underrated, and Josh Allen doesn't get talked about nearly enough. That dude, like, is just a monster, and he's going to be probably a top-10 draft pick and all-SEC and all-American and all of that. So, I mean, they deserve a lot of credit. Mark Stoops deserves a lot of credit, but at the same time, like, I, I just don't know if someone – I don't know. I mean, I just don't know if he's going to be that attractive of a coaching candidate. Let me uh, – No, he's not. No, but – What do you want to say? 
defense is so good. Like, I'm just saying, because, like, two weeks ago they held Vanderbilt to seven, and last week held Missouri to 14. That's why they're able to escape with yeah. these games, because their offense is able to score just enough, and their defense is just playing lights out. And Missouri's offense had no first downs the entire second half. Did you see that? I did not. Yeah, had, I saw that. They had all three and outs the entire second half. I mean, that's just that's just brutal. I mean, that's that's just domination right there, and – you know, that's a pretty good quarterback on a pretty good offense on the other side. Let me let me keep you on the line here, Holt. Um, on the other side of the coin, um, is is Barry Odom now on the hot seat? Yeah, I think so. Um, I don't think he's done enough to get fired yet. But, like, I mean, I definitely think that he's, you know, starting to warm up on him a little bit. You know, this is a game, like, you know, I feel really bad for Missouri because they really did outplay Kentucky, like, for most of the game, they led 14 to three with like five or six minutes left. And they had a punt return for a touchdown. And then that long drive and the really, I thought a really questionable pass interference call that gave Kentucky that last play. And also thought that uh, the tight end for Kentucky that caught the game when it passed may have pushed off a little bit, but I mean, it wasn't like egregious or anything, but I just feel like they maybe benefited a little bit there. And, um, Missouri did and or Kentucky did and I, I feel kind of bad for Missouri because you know I feel like they really they outplayed South Carolina and they lost that game and then they had this one again this week and then they played I thought played pretty well against Georgia except for some silly mistakes so I feel like you know if just like a few plays here or there changed I feel like Missouri could have like maybe one loss right now or two losses and Kentucky could be the team struggling and with their coach in the hot seat you know what I mean it's just crazy how like a few little plays can change you know the entire yeah. perception of who you are as a coach in a program right it's uh I mean that's Gus Miles on 101 but um let me just talk talk this with you real quick so Missouri went seven and six last year um Barry Adams first year this year they should be better with Drew Locke coming back and second year program, so you think they would be better. So a team that went seven to six last year is now four and four, with four games left. That includes Florida, Vanderbilt, Tennessee, and Arkansas. So the Florida game is at Florida. They should lose that game. They'll be at least not favored. Vanderbilt, Tennessee, Arkansas are very winnable games. So they could still go, I guess, seven and five, and then win a bowl game and go eight, eight and five. But they also could go the other way. Uh, I think they could lose. To- Florida, that Tennessee game is going to be very, very tough because it's at Tennessee, and Tennessee is going to be fighting really hard to be bowl eligible. So that's that's going to be – I think Tennessee might be favored, or that's just going to be a really tough game. But um, Vanderbilt and Arkansas, um, at least Arkansas, they should win. That's that's a guaranteed win. The Florida's a guaranteed loss. And the Vanderbilt Tennessee um, are two a little bit more toss-up than guaranteed wins. Yeah, yeah. when I look at Missouri's schedule, I, I see six and six. Yeah, I think they could get two more wins out of that. I think they're def- they're they're going to get a bowl, but it is kind of a slightly disappointing season. Like I thought, this this Missouri team should win eight games. Yeah, I think eight, eight would eight. I don't know what we said in preseason. I know Holt said they were going to win the Titans championship, but I think I thought like eight wins. I think that's what I would have said at some point earlier. Sure. Maybe nine wins, but not not. Definitely. I think that's where I had them was at eight wins, and that's yeah. where they should have been. Yeah, I I feel like. Uh... Going back to Odom, I just feel like he kind of screwed up the offensive coordinator hire. I just don't think that it's it's really been that great with Derek Dooley. I mean, they've put up some points. You know, they scored a lot on Purdue and Memphis and some other teams, but in SEC play, they really haven't been nearly as good as they should be with the senior quarterback who's a future NFL player. And yeah. a lot of, I mean, the receivers have been banged. Emmanuel Hall's been banged up like all year, and he's their best receiver. 
So, I mean, you can make excuses for him, but I just feel like very Odom, you know, obviously he's a defensive guy and the defense has been, you know, pretty good. Not great, but by any means, but, you know, they've been solid. Yeah. And, uh, the the offense has really been the problem. And I think that, you know, hiring so. Derek Dooley to be an offense coordinator who's never been an offense coordinator before was just kind of a questionable hire. And I, I just think maybe that's part of the problem. Yeah, the back is a good tight ends coach, though. He's a good tight ends coach, I think, for the Cowboys. Um, but uh, <laughs> I would agree with you. I think you're the one who – somebody tweeted, and I think you, you either retweeted or I, I saw it on just my, my timeline. Um, somebody tweeted out Drew Locke's stats or Missouri's offensive stats against SEC opponents or ranked opponents versus non-conference or not tw- top 25 uh, opponents, or I guess I think it was opponents with a winning record versus opponents with a not winning record or a losing record, uh, and they, they were like undefeated against opponents with losing records and haven't won a game against a team with a winning record, and they have really good offense stats against the bad teams, but really shitty stats against the good teams. Yeah. I mean that's pretty much that's been the story of Drew Locke's career. I mean honestly, like yeah. every time you know, I mean he he's had a few good games in conference play, but for the most part, it's been you know he racks up a ton of yards in those out-of-conference games. And you look at the numbers at the end of the year, and you're like, oh, he had a really good year. But when you really break down, like, when he was playing well and when he really showed out, it's, you know, those numbers kind of lie a little bit. JB, was the Florida-Georgia game, was that a heavyweight fight? Not really. Not really? I mean, it was in the beginning, yes. I I admire – the Florida defense making that goal line stand on seven consecutive plays. That's one of the most impressive defensive stands that I've probably ever seen in my lifetime. And I've been on this earth for 27 years. That was extremely impressive. Yes. Um, I would agree with you for through three quarters. It was a heavyweight fight, but um, I was really impressed with Florida. I, I like this Florida team. I like them a lot. They're, um, they're, I mean, they, they do stupid plays like that. Those fumbles that like pretty much cost them the game. I mean, I think Georgia would have won otherwise, but the game should have been a lot closer if they weren't there for those two fumbles um, that I think Georgia scored on both times. Um, but, yeah, I, I was really impressed with the game. I just I just thought, like, this is a much better coach for a team than last year. Um, and they still need to work on some things to compete with the East, but, or compete with Georgia. They need a quarterback is what they really need. They, yeah, they, brought, they don't they, have a quarterback. They brought in Murray Jones, but not to pass, just to, just to run it. That's why I was kind of I, it's kind of disappointed. I wish they would have thrown it with him more. Did y'all see the the opening flea flicker play for Felipe Franks that would have been a touchdown had he just thrown it right to him? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was disappointed. I was like, man, that was that would have just lit it up for. Yeah, the adrenaline would have been flowing for Florida if that had been connected. Yeah, um, I don't know how active you all were on Twitter. I mean, I know you were. I guess. Both y'all are. I know Holt's very active on Twitter during games, and JB, you probably are too. But um, I think there's a lot of Georgia fans that didn't want Jake Fromm to keep playing. They wanted to bring in Justin Fields against Florida because he was struggling during the game. He, he got it together I, probably the second half, definitely the fourth quarter. I, uh, I think the third quarter. He yeah, I was about to say, he, he played really well, actually. I mean, yeah, but the, he started off, I guess he started off a little bad for people's life. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he had a touchdown. <laughs> he pass he settled in. Two minutes in. Yeah, I don't know. But I just don't understand. I guess that, I, that's just the yeah, I think I think like yeah, I think it's just because of what happened at Alabama. I just think that people automatically think that you're just supposed to bring in the backup and he's going to be like yeah, a million times better. Uh, as as I've always said, the backup quarterback is always the most popular player on every team for every fan base. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it, like, you know, usually it's on bad teams, though. You know what I mean? Like, usually, like, you're losing, like, when that's going on. But, you no, know, I mean, um, Jake, I mean, Jake Fromm, I thought, played really well. I thought he had a really good game, and I thought he was in control of the offense, and I thought he was really poised. And, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that Justin Fields won't ever play or end up being better than him, but I'm, they don't really need anything more than Jake Fromm to win the rest of their games, I don't think. No, um, you're, I don't know who I'm trying to think who, who liked him the most. I think I think JB liked him the most. Well, no, he, he, you liked him, but what I was actually going to was DeAndre Swift. I think you liked him the most too. He had 100 yards, JB. So he did you he did you right against four. 12 carries for 104 yards with one touchdown. So that's a pretty good number. Yeah, I was the, I was the one that was on Swift's nuts in the preseason. Yeah, and I still did see the, He's really good. Did y'all see the? Um, I think he was number two running back decommitted from Georgia. He's from Louisiana, so John it's kind Emery. of surprised. Yeah, it's kind of surprised yeah. that he even committed to Georgia in the first place, being in Louisiana, where pretty much like everybody goes to LSU. I feel like, but um, they said it had nothing to do with. <laughs> it's funny because the timing of it was all weird because it it was like right after LSU destroyed Georgia, but he said it had nothing to do with that. It was more about the depth chart from running backs and you think at some point for Georgia or for I mean a lot of teams for Alabama I guess they still recruit five stars on top of five stars but at some point you you would think you can't just keep getting really really good players at the same position because they want to play too yeah but so yeah these guys yeah these guys that are like five stars are like prima donnas like they're, they're the man in high school they want to get to college and they want to play immediately and when you go to places like Alabama currently or even Georgia now with their new climate you're not going to see the field more than likely as a freshman. You probably won't see the field until you're a sophomore. And in today's, like, you want to play all three years because you're trying to showcase yourself in the NFL because these guys are, you know, NFL careers or, you know, not NFL careers, but football careers don't last as long now. Like, your body starts breaking down into your late 20s. So they only have three years to showcase themselves in the NFL, and they're trying to get as much film as they can. Yeah. Out of college. They don't want to be in college that long. Which is why you can't get mad when somebody transfers after three games, like Kelly Bryant, just because you, you're you understand like the whole quitting on your team concept, but you have to also understand like the future career for them, like what, what they were trying to do is get to the NFL, and yeah. they're not going to do that being backup. So I understand that. And I know y'all didn't really follow John Emery's recruitment much at all, but uh, he was um, supposed to commit to LSU when he committed to Georgia, and it kind of like surprised everybody, and it was kind of like out of nowhere, and everyone. Like, if you guys – if anyone listening is on 247 and they know, like, what the crystal ball is and, like, all that stuff, it was, like, all on LSU. And, like, literally all the national people, all the – you know, everyone around LSU, everyone around, like, Mississippi State, like, who – because he was interested in Mississippi State, like, really early on. And, uh, like, everybody who followed his recruitment had him going to um, LSU. So, when he committed to Georgia, it was kind of, like, out of nowhere. And I remember at the time there were people saying, like, you know, just wait, like, because he's not – it's not going to stick. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's just one of those things where, I don't know. I, I, recruiting is just weird. I, I don't even like to keep up with it anymore, honestly, but I still do. I don't know why. I just do it because I'm bored. I mean, you kind of have to keep up recruiting. You don't have to, but, like, it's it's definitely gets you well-prepared for who's going to be good in the future or who should be really good in the future. Um, so, but football football recruiting is so, such a different animal than basketball recruiting. It's, it's so – so much different like people football there's more decommitments and um it's harder it's harder for a good recruiting class in football to 
translate to wins on the field as opposed to basketball. If, like, you get the number one player in the country in basketball, your team instantly is going to be a lot better. Um, yeah. even or, or it won't be, and then he'll transfer to Kansas. <laughs> yes. Hey, we did still recruit from Kentucky this past weekend. He was he's a Memphis guy, so um, – I mean, he he's going to Memphis, but he's from Memphis, so uh, technically Hog Branch, but whatever. Um, so Holt uh, looks like Nick, oh Nick Fitzgerald, um, is trying to minimize that QB controversy in Starkville. He actually completed 14 passes all by himself this weekend. Did you <laughs> finish 14 or more beers this weekend? Um, you know, honestly, I had 13. Did you so. did you count? Man, yeah. Well, I mean, we had we had a, you know, a bet or whatever. So I wanted to see if Nick Joe could could outdo me, and he did. So good for him. And they weren't just like little simple like screen passes either. I mean, there were some. He completed some really long passes on Saturday, two long touchdowns, and then another on a third and twenty-one. He threw a. I mean, most of it was after the catch, but it was a long like eighty-yard run that got him all the way down to the one-yard line. Uh, on a throw that he made. So he, he had a lot of big throws on Saturday. Still a very good atmosphere. Was this comparable to the Florida game earlier this year, Holt? No, I, I think the Florida game was, was a lot better. I think um, – I mean, it was still a it was still a good environment. You know, anytime it's a night game, you know, in a big game and all that, it'll be fun. But, um, you know, I don't think it was quite as lit, as the kids would say, as the Florida game was. I think it was a little bit more like, you know, all right, like we're still here to support our team, but we're still kind of disappointed in where we're at. Versus, I think, during the Florida game, I think there was still some excitement, even though they were coming off a loss to Kentucky. But, uh, it, yeah, it was a really fun environment and uh, a really good game. Two really good uh, defenses and uh, played a really good game. And Nick Fitzgerald continues to just kill a and for some reason. I don't know what they did to him, but for some reason, Nick Fitzgerald just really has it out for Texas A&M. If I do remember correctly, I think you did predict A&M to win this game. And I guess that's because that's just – a testament to where uh, your confidence level is with this Mississippi State team, but I, yeah, I think I'm, you- I'm mostly the passing game. But you know, just like I said, I mean, I, if you'd have told me that Nick Fitzgerald was going to come out and throw two touchdown passes and run for two more, then yeah, I probably would have picked Mississippi State easily. Very important, yeah, like, important yeah. with that home Jamie. Very important stat with that is zero interceptions. That's really important, I think. Winning this is. game. Go ahead, Jamie. Yeah, I was going to say this Mississippi State team. The best analogy I can give them is that it's Jekyll and Hyde. Like, when they're at home, they're a much better team. When they're on the road, they're complete dog shit. So, like, it kind of makes sense. Like, when they were playing at home this past week against a and they won. But when they play on the road, like, they're a completely horrible team. So, if I have to – with that being said, that probably means they're going to play, like, absolute dog shit at Alabama. And they probably might play, like, dog shit at Ole Miss. But, like, when they're at home, like, like their their level of play is kicked up a couple of notches. I don't know what it is. Like, maybe it's the magic at the Cowbills. Maybe. Um, what I am proud of in this game, Holt, is um, the defensive line holding Kelman to only two rushing yards. Only two. Nine carries for two yards. That's Yeah, well, that counts two, sacks, too. Two, I don't know if I – I don't really agree with the way college does statistics on that, but he did, have, he did have a couple of good runs. But sacks in the NFL come off your passing yards. But in college, they come off your rushing yards, which doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, I didn't know that. Huh, interesting. Um, so, but were you – I mean, he had a couple big runs, but you were pretty satisfied with the defense. Yeah, absolutely. The defense played really well. They just had 
a couple dumb penalties right before halftime that led to a tu- that led to a touchdown on a screen pass. And really, that's been the only weakness for this defense so far is a screen pass. They play a lot of, you know, they blitz a lot, and some of those screens get open, and uh, that hurt them a little bit in the Auburn game, a little bit in the Texas A&M game, but. They only got in the end zone that one time right before halftime, and they held them to 13 points. I think they were averaging, uh, I think I read, like 480 yards a game, and State held them to under 300. So definitely a really big game for the Mississippi State defense. They continue to be great, and uh, they're definitely not the reason this team's struggling. And I also want to give a little shout-out to my guy, Errol Thompson, middle linebacker from Mississippi State. We just blowing people up on Saturday, man. Like, I mean, he was just killing people. Those Poor A&M running backs. Like, man, they just, like, they didn't stand a chance. So, shout out to my guy for that. I did I, I did see the retweet for that, I think, too. Or maybe somebody else tweeted it. Um, the huge tackle for – Yeah, he had, like, four of them. Like, <laughs> like, I mean, I went back and watched it after the game. He had one on mine, and then he had a couple – he had a couple on number seven. Uh, and then I think he had one on, like, the tight end maybe. But he just, like, man, when he hits you, like, he's, he's not the best in coverage, but, like, when when he scores you up and he hits you like you're going backwards and that's what that's some exciting stuff to watch when it's your team. Oh, did you celebrate the big win by uh, going out in the town afterwards? Yeah, I sure did. We went back to the tailgate for a little bit, caught the end of the the Tennessee game, and then uh, we uh, drove back to the house and then we took an Uber back to uh, back to the district and hung out there and went to. I was going to get some barbecue cheese fries from. Uh, Two brothers, but there was a lot of fuck aroundery going on in that kitchen, and they just like I don't know what they were doing, so we just bailed. Yeah, we bailed. Like, <laughs> no, we didn't. We didn't even make it to the front of the line, but like, like I mean, I hate to put them down because I like that place a lot, but yeah, the people working there were definitely not too interested in serving yeah, people. The district being where Ben Six One Two is. Yeah, but I, this wasn't the Ben. This was uh, two brothers, but they're like right across the street from each other. They both have. Like, uh, Two Brothers is a barbecue place, so they have, like, barbecue fries. And then yeah. the bin is the more well-known one, and they have just, like, regular cheese fries that are, like, really good. And yeah. they also they also have chicken on a stick, which is pretty outstanding. JB's very high on chicken on a stick. I know that. Yeah, chicken on a stick is big time. That's a very Mississippi thing to eat. Um, what's – so the Two Brothers is a barbecue place, but is it also, like, a bar a little bit, like a dive bar? Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. Uh, honestly, what classifies as a dive bar, but it's like they do have a bar, and Did they have like a little, they have like an outdoor patio where there was like some loud music playing that yeah. was pretty cool. Which, by the way, I'm very, I know I do like, some, I do like the the hip hop of today. But yeah, it's, but I what I was like gonna say hip-hop. is like, there's like a, like when you pick up the food, there's like a window like out out back right. like by the kitchen. Right. So I, I we weren't like in there. We were at a different bar like down the street. Uh yeah, so I, I, I see what you're saying now, but no, that that was, yeah, we just put up there to get some fries. So, so you did that. You got you you were going, then you just we were back. Yeah, more, more, just, more, beers, just... more beers drinking. I got you. Yeah, I'll, I'll Miller's, drink, right? drink responsibly. No, I was drinking Michelob this weekend, man. It was weird. Oh, actually, I did see that in Snap. That does remind me. Yeah, why? Nah, I don't know. That's just that's what everybody else wants to drink, and I just you're not gonna be that guy. Yeah, because like we you're all chip player. in. Yeah, we all chip in to get beer and. They wanted Michelob, so we got Michelob, even though I think Miller Lite tastes way better and it has less calories, which a lot of people don't know. But <laughs> Great taste. It does have less calories. Yeah, great taste, less filling, Miller Lite. Yeah. 
Yo, you, you remember the commercial, JB? That's what I'm referencing. Yeah, yeah, I do. Oh, yeah, I'm sure you didn't. Uh, you can't forget those ones. Um, Vanderbilt Arkansas game this weekend, JB. Also, Arkansas did not win. A high scoring or, game, surprisingly. High scoring game. Although Arkansas is trying to be an offensive team, Vanderbilt's not. Um, not by nature. They have a good defense, not not a good offense usually. Well, Kyle Schirmer's actually not bad, I think. So maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. So I'll let, I'll let JB talk about this game since you watch every single second of every single SEC game this weekend. JB, what is going on with Arkansas again? We should have. They should have got this win at home. SEC team Vanderbilt. Um, it was it was wild in Arkansas. Why didn't they win? Well, Arkansas is not going to win another game this year. <laughs> I hate to say, <laughs> I hate to say it. Like that was their last chance to win a game this season. Like they got LSU, uh, Mississippi State, and Missouri. So yeah, sorry Arkansas fans, but uh, you just lost your last <clears throat> chance to win a game. Yeah, you, you. I mean, you never answer the questions. You just like no. I was, I was about to. Answer. No, no. I was gonna no. Let me finish. Hold on now. Hold on now. Let me finish. Hold on. Hold on. Let me finish. Let me. What I'm gonna say is, Dave, you have something in your mind that you're gonna say no matter what I ask. So you say it, and then you, later you like might answer a question. You might not. That's just kind of kind of how it goes. I was gonna answer it. I was. I just wanted to throw that out there. Like I was disappointed in Arkansas. Like their defense has, has made some strides this season. And then they completely break down at home against this Vanderbilt offense who has been sputtering the last few weeks. So that, that's what I'm most angry about. Arkansas rough. getting 31, point, 31 points against the Vandy defense is, is, is acceptable. It's Arkansas defense is what let them down this past weekend. A lot I mean, of people are saying they need to fire the defensive coordinator, which is – John Chavis? Uh, yeah. I thought their defense has actually been pretty good this year before Saturday. Yeah, it has it has been. Like they've made strides. It's improved. Much improved. No, 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 no. I'm just I'm it's just disappointing. I'm getting up. They said actually no, still still thinking about Georgia. Georgia fans said they should fire fire Jim Cheney. That's what I heard actually. Not nothing around. Sorry. The Georgia fans want to fire everybody, man. I don't know what their problem is, man. Although they, you know they, they got like a big time quarterback and like, you know, like a good head coach and they recruit really well and like they're still just like trying to fire everybody. I haven't found Georgia Twitter yet. I, I still we're still we haven't stumbled upon. We found Arkansas Twitter. We found Mississippi State Twitter. After that, we're still trying to find everybody else's Twitter, but we haven't found it yet. By the way, we had a we had a good Twitter weekend. Shout out to us, man. We had a good weekend. Yeah, we got to three thousand followers finally. Three K. We're, we're doing big things. We're four thousand next, so you better watch out for us. Yeah, you'll, you'll we'll never look back. <laughs> what? Yeah, we got to three thousand. We are never going to look back. Never looking back. Yeah. Uh, so maybe now we can get to like where we're like. Um, we can just start unfollowing people because we're we're too cool to follow people now. Maybe we can be like that. Um, but, but yeah, uh, Arkansas fans are definitely our most loyal. Yeah, uh, fan they're, they're, base. they're they're the realists. That's what was yeah. funny. I think we, we said we. I think I tweeted out earlier in the week. Um, oh yeah, you're definitely sucking their Arkansas fans' dicks with that tweet. Oh uh, well, yeah, I want to oh. talk about that one. I want to talk about that one. But there was one where I said <laughs> um, something about like this Vanderbilt Arkansas game, like. Like one of these teams is get a win, or I said I'm excited. I think I said I was I was excited about this game because both teams play hard, but it just comes short of the win. And then an Arkansas fan replied to it and said, uh, "No, Vanderbilt can just go ahead and have it. We're we're just gonna be bad this year. Next year we'll we'll come back." <laughs> Not that yeah. was that was funny. That was funny, but that wasn't as funny as that that person who said that JB's chili looks like Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, JB. I know that hurt you a little bit on the inside, yeah. but that like that actually really made me laugh. And it's funny as he had. No I mean, clue. yeah. When I looked, when I looked at it, yeah, it, 
I did look up Wendy's chili, and it, it does look <laughs> it does kind of look similar. Like it, it does look a little bit similar. But that's when I made that response to that guy. Like, yeah, I've, I've I've had Wendy's chili before. I just forgot what it looked like, and yeah, it does look like it. I made that response to the guy and told him that my chili has hundred times the flavor. Well, you of don't Wendy's remember chili, what it looked like, and I stand you, by that. You don't remember what it looks like, but you remember what it tasted like. Yeah, I didn't remember what it tasted like. It was it's just kinda of bland. Like it's nothing much to it. I actually kinda like, like the Wendy's chili. I just you remember like one time it was on the news that like some lady found a rat in like her Wendy's chili yeah. and like I've yeah. never and I've had a Wendy's yeah. chili since then. Me neither. Eating the chili. Because ch- chili is one of those things that like I don't know, it's just soup that's like mass produced and like mass served. I just feel like all kinds of stuff could just fall in there. Like I don't know. Maybe that's just like an irrational fear, but like I just I don't know. And, like, if something was done in there, Unless you wouldn't it's even homemade. know it. Unless yeah. it's homemade like mine. Well, I mean, if, if I made it at home, I wouldn't be worried about it. But, like, when it's behind a counter somewhere and I don't know it's back there, like. Yeah. But low-key, I have to say, my chili I made this past weekend was pretty fucking awesome. JB, do you, um, don't you, I know you said you put beer in it for more, more taste, but um, you make it a little spicy, don't you? I actually spiced this one up a little bit more. Like, my chili recently has been more on the uh, mild, medium spectrum, like just barely medium, high-end, mild. Now it's more on the uh, high-end, medium spectrum. It's not hot, but it's like it's got a little slight kick to it now. So it's, it's, kind, of, it's kind of like a comfortable warmth, but it's not, too, it's not really spicy. Oh, what time did you get to the tailgate Saturday? Uh, about 10.45 in the a.m., God dang! So you watch every second of the event, not every second of the Yeah, I watch. Well, I watch most of it. Uh, one of the guys who was with us is actually from Arkansas, so I think he likes to cheer against Arkansas. And uh, so we were so watching like that. Kind of like how we're from Tennessee. Yeah, right exactly. So we were, you know, we were watched a good bit of it, and then there was another game where there was another eleven a.m. game that was on. That was a good, really good game. That the we were Michigan, watching. the Michigan game, right? No. no. Hold on, hold on. I think it was. Uh, who was it? Goodness. <laughs> I'm drawing yeah. a blank. We sound dumb right now. Hold on. I know, man. Well, we did watch like the first half of Clemson, Florida State, till so that one got ugly. Maybe that's what uh-huh. I'm thinking of. I don't know. But anyway, so we're, we're watching that game in, you know, Florida, or uh, sorry, Arkansas, Vanderbilt. And uh, yeah, definitely want to give a shout out to Keyshawn Vaughn. The dude played really well. Obviously, Arkansas's defense had some breakdowns, but. You know, you got to give Vanderbilt's offense some credit. They've really been struggling all year, and, you know, they've had some really tough losses where the offense didn't play well, and they finally had a big breakout game, able to get a win on the road in the SEC. And as much as it sucks for Arkansas, like, you know, we all know it's not their year. And for Vanderbilt and Derek Mason, like, you know, I'm not sure how much longer he's got there. So they definitely well, needed get- that win, and it's, it's good to see him get it. You guys forgot what, what, what successful is at Vanderbilt, is it? just a, um, you know, a bowl-eligible team, or are they trying to, like, really compete in the East? Because, I mean, James Franklin's the only guy that really set, like, a new bar at Vanderbilt. Otherwise, yeah. kind of six, seven wins is really good. Well, we talked about in the preseason, like, if they're not, you know, they the board or whoever turned down, like, a, you know, proposal to expand the stadium or build new facilities, or I can't remember what it was, but it was some big thing that they wanted to do that got turned down. And it's like, if you're not going to pay the money – to do what it takes to compete in SEC, then I highly doubt you're going to be paying a coach's buyout and then going to go hire, like, some other big coach. Like, and if you're not going to do that, then you can't expect to win. You know what I mean? Like, if you're not willing to make the financial sacrifices, then I don't think you can really expect to win. JB, this Tennessee team was up 
21 to nine in South Carolina, to South Carolina at South Carolina with 10 minutes left in the third quarter. After that, they end up losing 27 to 24. What happens? I mean, they were only up two possessions. It wasn't really a comfortable lead. No. But Tennessee's defense, just like they ran out of gas. Like the, the defense just doesn't really have much going for it. Like there's not a lot of depth on the defensive side of the ball, and it's a lot of youth. And it's kind of, I kind of saw it coming too. And of course, uh, South Carolina's defense is starting to kind of figure out Tennessee's system because Tennessee was just throwing a lot of bubble screens and a lot, a lot of halfback tosses and a lot of the same plays too. They never really took that many shots down the field. It was kind of just getting predictable. And that, during the fourth quarter, it was kind of just like, can Tennessee hold on? Because South Carolina was charging pretty much the entire night. And every time Tennessee would score, South Carolina would come back and score too. You know, the highlights were making it seem like Jake Bentley just had, like, a huge game. But you look at his numbers, and they really weren't, like, anything special. Garantana had a good game, though. Garantana. Yeah, Garantana yeah, yeah, played well. And, I mean, it's it's not a horrible loss for Tennessee. Like, they they competed, like, you know, a month – like I said earlier in the podcast, like, a month ago, I would never expect Tennessee to compete in this game. And I, I know I did pick Tennessee to win it. That's just because I wanted to hold decent fried chicken. I actually would have probably would have picked uh, South Carolina. But I was I – was, it's – it's definitely a good step for Tennessee to be competing in these games now. Like they're definitely not the worst team in the SEC, not even by a long shot. So that's definitely saying a lot from where they were about a month ago when they were probably one of the worst teams in the conference. Jimmy, I, we had to we had to take take a couple steps back. Why the hell is Garantano even playing? Wasn't he hurt? Wasn't Chris supposed to play? Um, he's kind of healed. I mean, it's he does he I has taken a lot of shots. It was yeah, bruised I mean, ribs. What, bruised ribs is what he had. I mean, I yeah, he's, he's taking a lot played. of shots this year. Like, I mean, he is definitely one tough son of a bitch, though. Like, as many hits as he has taken this entire season, and he's still out there trotting out. Like, that's impressive. Like, I think next week when they play Charlotte, they need to rest Garantano and play Chris because Garantano's got to have some rest because they're going to win next week no matter who's the quarterback. But, you know, once they get to that stre- – once Tennessee gets to that stretch run when they play Kentucky, Missouri, and Vanderbilt, they're going to have to win two of those three to make it to a bowl. And you need Garantano healthy for those. Shout out to South Carolina for not being a great team, but squeaking by each week for wins. They they did this yeah. with uh, Tennessee. The Wilma Shipway. Yeah, Missouri was yeah. one. I think there was another one besides that, too. That was like a close game that shouldn't have been that close, but they just yeah. squeaked out. And what about South Carolina, man? Like, that comeback probably saved their asses in this entire season. Because if they lose to Tennessee, they're not going to a bowl. Like, winning that game last set, yesterday was crucial for the Muschamp era because they're probably going to find a way to finish six and – they'll pro- likely finish six and five and make it to a bowl. You know, that's going to pretty much save their year. Although, uh, next week when they play Ole Miss, like, if they lose Ole Miss – it's not looking good. Like, yeah. they still got to beat Ole Miss next week. But winning against Tennessee was absolutely crucial. And obviously we'll get into this on the preview, but I saw they were already like a one-and-a-half point underdog to Ole Miss. That kind of surprised me. Uh, they're one-point favorite now. Like, it, the line just moved up a little bit. So, yeah, they're only one-point favorite. Uh, yeah, South Carolina, they gotta, they've got to win it. Like, if South Carolina loses Ole Miss, they're not going to a bowl because they lost – they had that other game taken away due to lightning yeah. delays. And that's critical. Was that not um, no, was that not Hurricane Florence? Yeah, yeah, it was Florence. That's right. Yes, that's right. Correct me if yeah. I'm wrong. Yeah, it was Florence. I'm yeah, staying corrected. Ole Miss, and it's at Ole Miss, and that's that's not going to be an easy game. It's it should be it should have been a lot easier um, preseason. You think it's easy because Ole Miss is going to suck and South Carolina's going to be a great team in the East, but um, it's just 
crazy is just how, you know, the season happens and everything just changed up. Like, Kentucky should not be this good, and they're a lot better than everybody else. And then it is. Missouri should have been a lot better. Uh, Florida shouldn't be this good, and it just kind of happens like that. So It is. Although, I will say this. If South Carolina finishes the season five and six, you know that uh, athletic director Ray Tanner and Will Muschamp are going to do everything they can to get that 12th game played and made up in the Hurricane Florence game just so they can try to get bowl eligible and play in a bowl. I mean, don't you see that happening? I, that would be such a hilarious scenario if that comes yeah, up. Yeah. Didn't, no, didn't Florida State have to do that last year? They did. Oh, that's just right. Bowl it, did eligible. it did happen. Yeah. I could definitely see that scenario happening. And that other school will be fine with it because they, they'll, they'll be happy to get the money. JB, how was – what was Ball Nation's reaction to this game? Were they pleased? Were they disappointed? Uh, I mean, they're pleased with the performance. They are disappointed that they competed the entire game and, and pretty much were leading the entire game and came up just a little bit short at the end. But at the same time, like, they're competing. Like, that's all you can ask for. them. And the, and the biggest thing is that they've improved week by week. Like, they're definitely – not a uh, horrible team now. They're actually a, a pretty decent team by this year's standards, like compared to last year. Like, they're not an easy out anymore for like the mid pack SEC teams. Like last year, they were an easy out for the mid pack teams. Yeah. And I, I'm assuming everybody knows, but they probably don't. When I refer to Ball Nation, I don't think, I don't mean like the fans of Tennessee Volunteers. I mean Ball Nation, the message board. I know you, you understand that, JB, but not everybody else does. So I'm talking about their message board, which, by the way, I think is probably the craziest message board ever but a lot of people say tiger droppings is pretty bad so i haven't been on there enough but uh i would say uh vol nation tiger droppings and tech sags those are the three best forums in the sec to go to yeah um i mean there have been nation- some crazy rumors on vol nation over the years yeah oh we're at gruden we got we got gruden as done deal but man yeah. Tennessee uh, Dodgers that, that one's been on there like a few times yeah, I think I think I still just can't get over how they literally stopped a coach coach from being hired. <laughs> that's that's. Oh no! Well, that was I think I think that was mostly Clay Travis, honestly. I think he. Oh, it wasn't all Clay he Travis. Kinda, no, was I think he kind of encouraged that whole thing. Oh, he definitely encouraged it. He was definitely like the first like major media person to be like you know. This is unacceptable. Yeah, everyone. man, like that that was AD. that was such a good. I'm telling you, though, that was such a good move, though, to thwart that hire because Greg Schiano would have been an absolute disaster. Well, let's, let's not – I mean, yeah, they did They did use a lot of that ammo of him being just somewhat connected to the Penn State scandal. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, he really wasn't that connected to it, but just enough ammo to, like, use it against him because everyone knew when he was getting hired he was a shitty coach. Yeah, that was not going to be a good he hire. He never had any business being a candidate anyway. It was just someone that John Curry and Jim Haslam wanted because Jimmy Haslam interviewed him for the Cleveland Browns job uh, about, I think it was like over a year ago before they hired you, Jackson. And he really wish, liked him. Personally, I wish they would have gotten Mike Leach because that was close to being a done deal until they fired um, the AD. It was a done deal pretty much. It was going to be a done deal. Like Mike Leach already was going to accept the position. If John Curry doesn't get fired, Mike Leach is the coach now. Mike Leach, uh, yeah, would've... That, that would have been solid, but like I just don't know if Mike Leach, like is, uh, I don't know, I don't like know. I don't think he recruits well enough, and I think he's got too many like just dumb like losses in him. You know what I mean? To like ever win, he does. He would have been he would have been entertaining for the SEC, like having him as a personality in the conference. Yeah, but... like that. I wish he Arkansas would have got... hired him. Yeah, 
Yeah, he would have been more fun at Arkansas. I mean, I think it would be fun if he were to go to Ole Miss, like when they fired Matt Luke sometime. <laughs> when? Like, Mike, Mike Leach at Ole Miss would be perfect. I would love to see him there. Not not if they, if they fire Mike Leach or whatever his name is, Matt Luke, but when. Matt Luke's going to get fired. It may not be this year, but he's going to get fired within the next couple of years. He's, I mean, by the end of next season. He's having a bad year. He's having a good year. Perhaps. No, but he's not. A lot of Ole Miss fans don't like him. Like, they're fed up with him. Like, his. He always gets Ow. exposed in the bigger games. He gets exposed in the big games. Like, he doesn't ever have a good game plan. Like, the LSU game, the Auburn game, the Alabama game, he has been completely exposed in all those games. And honestly, they they probably should have lost the Arkansas game, as bad as Arkansas is. Like, if Arkansas's quarterback yeah. doesn't get hurt, they probably lose that game. I forgot I forgot what league it is, but just see that Hugh Freeze is, like, offensive coordinator in one of, like, the yeah. NFL startup leagues. But it's not NFL, but professional football leagues. Um, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting on him to make his return to college coaching because I, I mean it's yeah. gonna happen. I thought it was gonna happen too, but I guess like so, I mean I don't know. Yeah. I guess it's just one of those things where like even nobody wants to take a shot on him. Like like I don't know. Like I just feel like there must not be like any kind of market for him if he's already taken that job. You know what I mean? Yeah, JB, you told me like a year ago that like you had a you had an inside source that said he was gonna be Alabama offensive analyst or something. I did. And uh, obviously that fell through. Saban must have seen something in it that wasn't worth it. I don't know. Yeah. So we, we talked about all the games, but is there uh, one of the games we're going to dive into more detail? We didn't talk, I guess, enough about the Florida Georgia game, maybe. Or do you want to talk about um, any other conference games before we uh, call it a wrap? What were some of the big games nationally? Well, we got to talk about our picks because uh, I think I yeah. made, made some more progress. You did. Uh, you just you just had Penn to you just had to go against games. me in that in that Syracuse NC State game, JB. You just had to. But I did. Like I had to go against you. Like I really wanted to pick Syracuse, All right, but well, I'm trying. To, I'm trying to gain ground. I, that's, it didn't work. See, I, I just don't know if I think this is fair though, because I just think that we should have to do our picks like beforehand. Because I don't think it's really fair that like you, you just pick like the opposite <laughs> games this game. <laughs> yeah, I got to be the contrarian, you know, for shits and giggles. But uh, uh, you you did get pretty lucky on that Kentucky game, though I gotta say, because Missouri was winning like the entire game. Which I guess we are finally smarter than the uh, Vegas Sharks because so. Kentucky didn't lose. By yeah, points. I actually think if, though uh, you you went three and one against me in the uh, four games that we had differences. So you actually gained two games on me. So you're you're, yeah, you're so. sitting pretty comfortably now. Yeah, up up yeah up by five now. Um, you know, yeah, you, you got this in the back. Should, should probably should probably be more if, if Missouri could have gotten their crap together, maybe gotten a first down or two in the second half. But uh, anyway, I, it's 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 been fun, and uh, I'm glad I, I'm just gonna probably take a knee and run out the clock the rest of the year and <laughs> not pick any big upsets. But we'll see. Hey, you're just gonna pick whatever JB picks. <laughs> well, no, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, I'm like, I'm not gonna do that. Cause that like, that's something JB would do, and that's just not yeah. cool. <laughs> protect my lead <laughs> you can just pick Alabama to lose like the rest of the year and JB would pick the same exact thing <laughs> like well, well I think they're gonna lose so <laughs> what, what do you th- what do you want from me well I actually uh may surprise some people and pick some upsets on the previous show so everybody look out for that um I do I do want to remind uh JB or tell you JB that um the NC State fan that you met a couple week- weekends ago here who was for sure, thought that uh, NC State was going to beat Clemson. I, I talked to him last night, and he said, like, no, I don't really think we're going to win. But but I saw him Friday and Saturday. I guess we got some good bro time in. But um, he was talking about, like, yeah, we, I mean, we're not good enough to beat Clemson. I knew that. Like, that, that wasn't a big deal. But he was talking about, like, 
I was talking to him. It's funny because uh, we collectively are such college ner- football nerds, so we know a, a lot about college football, more more about college football specific teams than some other people do. Like even, for instance, him. I think I knew more about NC State football than he did. So I was like, yo, you got a tough game tomorrow against Syracuse. Um, he's like, no, nah, we, should, we should have that. We should have that. And I was like, oh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Syracuse is good. And Syracuse ended up winning anyways. <laughs> but it's just – it's funny because whenever he was talking, I know he's an NC State fan. He went to NC State. But I just think – and you all probably get this a lot too whenever yeah. you talk to our college football fans. Like you probably know more about their team than they even do. Yeah. Like that's how some of my friends are that like I go to the state games with. Like, I mean, I love them. And they, you know, I mean, they love football, but at the same time, like, they don't know, like, like, because after the game, like, we were all, like, out, like, on the street or whatever, and I recognized a bunch of the Mississippi State football players, and they were just like, hold, how do you know, like, who that is? And I'm like, because I watched the games, like, I don't know, like, I don't know. And it's just, like, random stuff like that. And, like, I, like, I also remember, like, where everybody's from. So people say, yeah. like, like, you know, someone will say, like, someone's name, and I'll be like, I'll know, like, where they are from and what high school they went to. And people are like, how do you know that? I'm yeah. like I, I don't know, man. It's just I it, can't help it. <laughs> it gets almost kind of embarrassing when, when especially when you and y'all y'all are definitely like this. Whenever you watch professional, especially football, I mean, I, I can do it with basketball too. But you watch professional uh, NBA or NFL, and you see the player, and you're like, oh, he went to Alabama, he went to Arkansas, who, wherever. Like you yeah. definitely know where they went to college. Yeah, that's for easy, sure. I, I think it's easy, but um, that's why I love I love doing like the NBC night game when they when they all stay at school. I try to say it before <laughs> before the player can. Yeah. It's a little game I play. It's pretty fun. It's uh, people like it. <laughs> JB's multitasking here, trying to catch me off guard. Um, yeah, so uh, we we know a lot about sports. That's kind of our thing. So cool, cool for us. I guess good, good job, guys. Yeah. So that's why I did podcasts. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say one more thing uh, before we left, but then JB texted me and made me forget about it. So I think we're just gonna end it right there. Um, right. So yeah, good show. Good Twitter week. Let's let's. Let's keep keep the momentum going, guys. And thanks for listening to us. And make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, MySpace, Facebook, Friendster, Napster, everything <laughs> at SEC Slow Smoked. Um, and we will see y'all in a couple of days for the preview show. Peace.